Hello, and welcome to another edition of Kaleidoscope. This is Magda Zenon, recording from downtown Nicosia. And with us, all the way from Geneva, I'm assuming you're in Geneva, we have Mille Boyer, who is the director of the Geneva Office of Rails Partners. Welcome, Mille. Thank you. Pleasure to be um, here. Um, Mille Mut, um, can you tell us a little bit about what Rails Partners is? Tell me a little bit about this company that you are the director of the office in Geneva, and you also started up other offices in Johannesburg and Sao Paulo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's an it's an international company. We have offices in seven different countries. Um, we're not a huge company. It's about 60 people worldwide, just so you have a sense. Um, and uh, we've been around for about 15 years, but but we've been uh, the, the team has been doing the kind of work we do for longer. So I've been a facilitator for decades and and um, some of my colleagues for longer and um, what we do is we we work in situations that are um, complex and uncertain um, often conflictual situations we don't always work on 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 violent conflict or political conflict um, but but you in situations where there are divergent opinions divergent perspectives um, and uh, what we do in those situations is we bring different actors together. So across sectors, um, business, civil society, government, um, usually always a gender balanced group as well, different generations, you know, different political perspectives and ideologies. And, and we work with these diverse uh, teams. We, we form a team essentially of, of these diverse actors to to work together both to better understand the the difficult situation that they are all a part of. Uh, mm -hmm. They may have different ideas about what the problem is and what the solution should be, but they they know they're all interdependent somehow in the same problematic situation. And um, and then we help them um, in many cases to also uh, find ways of moving forward. Um, now the work that we've been doing in Cyprus is is one of the approaches that we we work with. Um, it's not the only thing that we do, but but one of the main approaches we work with is transformative scenarios, which means that we bring these diverse groups of actors together to um, develop narratives about the future and what could happen into the, in the future. And, and this is something that um, members of our team have been doing for, for three decades. And we've, we've it's a work that we've been doing in, in many different uh, places, both different countries and also on different topics. Okay. So you do you have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did this all start in a South African context? Yes, so uh, both uh, both Rios partners started in South Africa in in 2007, but the the transformative scenarios work also um, was born out of South Africa in the transition of apartheid. Um, so um, my colleague um, Adam Kahane, who was a very experienced um, scenario planning practitioner at the time, but from a corporate um, from a from a corporate context, was invited to facilitate a a scenario planning process for a, a group from across the political spectrum in South Africa in 1991. Um, so for those who are familiar with South African history, this was after Nelson Mandela was released from prison, but before they had the first democratic elections. And um, and he was invited to facilitate this scenario exercise that had this, this broad spectrum of people together creating scenarios for the future. And so that, that was actually a, a creating uh, professors from South Africa um, but what Adam discovered in that experience was the power of um, of scenario planning for uh, creating a type of conversation that allows people who are opponents and who have very different views from one another to really engage in a dialogue and have a common 
assignment uh, to work on and, and, and then to share, um, you know, their insights with a, with a wider, with a wider, um, wider public. And so, so the, 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 the scenarios that resulted from that exercise were called the Montfleur scenarios. And they, you know, they, they played an important role in the political dialogue in, in South Africa at the time and, and had an influence on some of the decisions that were made and, and, and some of the, um, you know, some of the, the approaches of, of the leaders of the new government. I think the one thing that stuck with me in the things you've been saying now is you bring in people with different opinions. And I think a lot of us that are involved in peace building tend to speak to the same people. We tend to speak to the usual suspects and the same circles. And all that does is you keep on going around in a circle and your circle might get slightly bigger, doesn't get much bigger, and it certainly doesn't find a middle road because we are not alone. So I think that is, to me, the thing that sticks with me that we've got to remember that in peace building, unless you can listen to the other opinions, you're actually lost. You've lost the plot if you can't listen and talk to someone that disagrees with you. Yeah, that's right. And and actually one of the criteria that we use in, in convening these groups, we also did in Cyprus was we made very clear we're not looking for a group of usual suspects. We're not looking for a group of people who already know one another or already think alike. We're really looking for a a diverse group of people who will be surprised to get to know each other and and who who are not necessarily even in the peace conversation every day. Mm. Okay, I mean, you actually, uh, I'm very involved in the peace building community and about seven years ago, we actually brought together a group of women to discuss women, peace and security. And I actually went through all my Facebook friends and picked up women that I knew were active in science, in education, in the industry. And one or two of them said to me, you know what, do I have a role to play here? And I said, you know what, you live here, you have a role. It's as simple as that. People tend to keep sectors apart, so that's not a good thing. We need to learn that, that we all we all belong here, so we all have are entitled to an opinion. And our voice counts. Okay, so tell us uh, the process. You, when you came in 2022 beginning of 222 to Cyprus. Um yes yeah, so we 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 came to Cyprus um we we were made aware of of um of the the, the current situation in Cyprus and and the value that such a process could potentially um bring um in this context and so we um um, we came to Cyprus for the first time in February. We, we did meet with a group of usual suspects at first as well. Um, we did that not because of wanting to convene them into the process, and they they understood that very well, but we wanted to make sure that this was really um, needed and that it was a valuable exercise. And um, and uh, the, this group of usual suspects from the, from the peace-building um, community. Historic, yeah, the peace building community, the, the historic work that's been done um, confirmed for us that um, this is something that hasn't been done before in Cyprus and that it would be valuable at this time. Well, I totally agree with them because we're actually facing a lot of despair. There's yeah, a lot of despair exactly. because of the status of the peace process, because of the politics on both sides, because of the games that are being played without taking into account what civil society actually wants and what's good for all of us. So certainly is a we need that pressure, not the pressure of the fresh air, but something to hold on to, a little bit of hope, or at least consider that there might be hope. Yeah. Um, and uh, we then identified um, eight individuals, um, four Turkish Cypriots and four Greek Cypriots, who serve as kind of a convening team. So these eight 
people who are already uh, diverse from one another, both in terms of the sectors they work with and their roles and their perspectives. Um, together with them, we then mapped sort of a uh, an outline, a design of, of who needs to be in this group. So we talked about gender balance. Um, we talked about, you know, should it be only people with a Cypriot passport, for example, or should there be others in the group as well? Um, what are some of the roles? It's important to, for example, also have um, maybe the church, uh, you know, someone, someone, um, someone from the Greek Orthodox Church in the room. Um, what different social movements? Any minor, minors? Um, and so we basically discussed with that group um, the different voices that need to be in the room. Of course, it's impossible for the group to be fully representative of. The diversity of Cyprus, but um, but still, nevertheless, it's, it's sort of a cross section of Cypriot society, and um, and that group then um, started identifying people who um, who would be able to play these roles. It, it's really important to understand that the participants in the process participate as individuals. They don't yes. they don't represent a constituency. You know, they're not wearing some sort of hat. And ideally, we try and look for people who wear multiple hats. Um, you know, you know, someone is, um, you know, maybe an um, an expert on a certain topic, but is also a member of a minority group, and so on. So that it's it's not like uh, each person has a single role that they represent, um, but but overall, the the kind of diversity that we're looking for in the group is there. And, and so the convening team really brought together this wider group of thirty six people, um, who then met for the first time in May. Uh, in uh, in Cyprus, and then subsequently went to Austria for two workshops off the island. Well, for some reason, the workshops off the island are actually important because you need to leave your context to relax mm-hmm. and not to go home every night. So to stay within that context of actually focusing on what you're doing. You were also intergenerational. You also took different age groups, which is also very important. Yes. Yes, definitely. So the young, the you know, the younger voices are really important as well. But of course, also to bring that together with the experience of of the older generation. So we had people in their mid twenties up to people in their sixties, um, and 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 quite a few people in their early forties, of course, as well in the middle. In terms of you know, they're they have um, some important years ahead of them in terms and in terms of thinking about how they want to how they how they want to spend that time and and what influence they want to have in that. So you did the four, the three workshops. The intention is to find what could happen, not what you want to happen. Yes. So it's putting all the options on the table and thrashing out something in the middle that fits everyone or fits everyone is basically comfortable with. That's right. And um, when when we say scenarios they all believe in, it's... Um, it's not scenarios they believe in, as you say, in the sense of what should happen, but really that they believe this could happen. Um, and so uh, the assignment that the group is given is really important because they're not being invited to engage in wishful thinking, um, which, you know, is is often uh, how we how we spend our time. They're not asked to advocate. Um, you know, they have to they have to really learn not to advocate when they're thinking about the future, but really to engage in this conversation around what's plausible. What could happen, even if it's at the edges of plausibility, but, but if you can't tell a convincing story, uh, given the realities of, of Cyprus and the world today, that, that this could actually happen, this could actually unfold, then um, um, then it's not a scenario, then it's something else. It's a, it's a dream, it's a mm. fantasy, 
you know, um, so so the scenarios have to be plausible. And the group really discussed a lot um, the kind of notion of something being plausible, but also what what is inside the realm of the plausible and what is outside. Um, and this is where the diversity of the group becomes really important as well, mm-hmm. because someone's someone may think something is desirable and and believe that they can make it happen, but then they have to factor in the actions of other actors and um and and the things you know that other people are seeing because they're they're on a different part of the island and mm. so they know something about what's happening um that's going to be a part of the storyline that that may not be on your radar mm. and so 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 you know the they have to bring these different elements together in terms of of identifying scenarios that they all believe are plausible and within this with these three workshops you actually came the group actually came up with four different scenarios yes that from what i understand are being fine tuned and will be launched next month yes that's right um they've um they've developed four different stories um the 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 stories are uh, written up in a in a report um the, they're about 10 pages each but we intend to uh, there's also of course summaries and, and we've we've started social media pages um and we intend to use video and and other and infographics and so on and other more accessible materials to to convey um what the scenarios are but but the report itself is important i realize many people won't read you know a, a report format but it, but the stories are very interesting to read because you can really it really shines through how this group has created the stories together um so you can see there was someone in the group from the lgbt community and you can see that you know the impacts from that community are mentioned through the story there's as i mentioned certain minorities there's a couple of young people who have an idea of developing some virtual reality experiences and that's also shows up in the storyline and um so the the people who've created the scenarios and and other people like them are really showing up in the storyline and and that makes it very very interesting um uh, interesting reading um for those who who do have the time to read the full report but of course like i said we'll we'll try and and also communicate it in other more accessible ways um i think and, graphics uh, always work better in the kind of world we live in the exactly. graphics always work better because people really don't have a long uh, attention span a lot of most people yeah no we're aware of that but i i, I do think that the long re- the, the the full report does also just reflect how carefully the group thought about this and you know how how much they they really did their homework you know each each person in this group volunteered for more than 15 days of their time to really go in depth with this and, and interact with each other and understand the other's viewpoint and 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 produce this um this collective output and so even if people don't read it if they just look at it i think it it reflects the quality of of work and and just how much thought has gone into this exercise which um you must have had really strong facilitators because there must have been really intense conversations as they should be exactly yes they are very intense conversations and so um yeah my my colleague and I were the facilitators and then we have a um an impartial scenario writer as well who who so the scenarios are written by someone from our team but she's her attention is right in the tone of voice of the group mm-hmm. and she's been on the phone with you know with different people from the group to make sure that they're their viewpoints are reflected and that their ideas are incorporated and so on and so now we actually have a an output where the the authors 
are really these 36 Cypriots. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really a Cypriot owned process. And we have helped, you know, from a facilitation perspective, from an impartial perspective and from a, you know, this, help, having a writer who helps to make the storyline coherent, but it, it really is the work of the group. Okay. And now that you've got the scenarios, what are you going to do with I know you've also got a crowdfunding webpage, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yes, so we're we're we we've put out a crowdfunding page to try and help um, fund engagement activities uh, based on the scenarios. So um, anyone who would like to contribute that is very very welcome to. Um, and so what happens next? There's going to be a launch event um, in uh, in the beginning of December, and um, and like I mentioned, there's there's you know things being shared on social media and so on. Um, but the the impact of the scenarios really depends on people having a conversation about them, and uh, so it's it's really a dialogue tool. Of course, it's a result of a dialogue as well. But but we really want people to to explore the scenarios, uh, to feel free to criticize them as well. You know, it's it's not that we're not advocating for a singular future. Um, we're not um, we're not saying these are the only four scenarios that are possible. Uh, what we really want people to do is to engage with the scenarios and say, oh, well, you know, I can think of another scenario or, you know, maybe or, or or to discuss why does one scenario happen rather than another? Or what what does this mean for me? What what will I do in the in the future if I'm a if I'm a business person or if I'm a young person or if I'm a, um, you know, a teacher or whatever that might be? What will my future look like in each of these scenarios? And. And what is it that I can do both to prepare for those different different futures, but also to try and influence them? And this is one of the one of the main messages that the scenario team is is trying to convey is that um, you know the future is not given; it the future is created by our actions and actions of today. And so, so really, every everyone in Cyprus is a part of of creating the future um, through your actions and inactions, and and um, there is a need for if 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 the future is going to be more positive than, than today there really is a need for more agency and and for people to get involved um for people to get involved and for people to interact with with people who are different from them so that, i think that's one of the other things that the scenario team want to convey is that they had a deep interaction with one another and they they learned um a, a great deal from that interaction and they managed to produce something together and um you know, they they want to convey the importance of of interacting um, across, um, you know, different um, different parts Oops. of the island and, and different um, different um, yeah different people different. But I think the most important message is, and it's not only important in the work that you do, you need to participate in the democracy you live in. Yeah. Okay, so you need to actually we we on the verge of elections on within both communities, you, if you actually want, you cannot just criticize what is happening. You've actually participate in what is happening. And in that way, you have a right to criticize. But if you're not participating, if you're not acting, uh, active, if you're not listening, and if you're not definitely not listening to the other side or different opinions, well, you may as well not be there. So to me, this is a really, really important lesson for all of us that active citizenship or participatory democracy is the only way we're going to get ourselves out of any mess we live in because we really have a tragic, not a tumultuous world period in time that we live in now. 
So unless we take active, unless we participate actively, nothing better is going to happen. We need to try. We need to step forward. So you're planning once the launch happens, you're planning to host a few events at which these scenarios can be discussed. They will be presented and discussed. Yeah. Yes, and really, I mean, uh, you know, we will host some events, but but really, we'll, we'll put this out on a website and um, along with, um, you know, the tools that people can use um, to to work with the scenarios. And there's a there's a guideline which shows, you know, if if you're a business and you want to use these scenarios to think about your business strategy, you can do that. If you're a a political party and you want to think about how this affects your political agenda, you can do that. There's guidelines for for how to do those things. If you're a university professor and you want to create some assignments for your, your students to work with the scenarios as a, as a sort of creative assignment, here's some ideas for what those assignments might be. Um, if you just want to sit back as an individual and reflect on your own role, here's how you can do that as well. So there, there's the, the website will be quite, um, um, you know, action oriented and, and useful in that, in that sense, in terms of also guiding people for how they can use the scenarios and um, so our hope is that um, that the scenarios are not only um, you know presented in kind of official events of the project, but really that many different people take them up and um, um, and use them in different ways. Um, Just remind me of the website. It's commonfutures.org. Is that the website? Cypressfutures.org. Okay, so it's cypressfutures.org and cypressfutures all lowercase in one word. Dot org. Yes. Cypressfutures.org for anyone listening or everyone listening to actually look into and see how perhaps it can help you or how you can interact with other people you would like to interact with. And I, I also think if, you know, if somebody is new to Cyprus, you know, um, it's a very interesting uh, material to to get in touch with because it's not just about the data and numbers or or the structures, but it's really about the kinds of, you know, the different needs of different actors and the dynamics and, and what is the story of Cyprus really when we're looking towards the future and not only towards the past. And so I think someone who wants to understand, you know, if, if, if well, probably for people from inside as well, but also people from outside or people arriving in Cyprus wants to understand what, what it is that's, that's unfolding on this island. I think it's a very, very useful um, material for that as well. Okay, that and then of course we're hoping that as people engage with it, that they then that they then um, use that to um, to inform um, wiser decisions, and and that it stimulates ideas for actions that can be taken to to influence the the future in a in a positive direction. What it, and I, I you know we we fully respect that people have different views about what what a positive future looks like. And, and that's also the case for the scenario team themselves. Um, and maybe just to mention as well, because people sometimes think that when we talk about transformative scenario, scenarios, that it's only about positive futures, but it's very much also about the willingness to look at what you don't want to see. Um, the okay. willingness to, to, to give voice also to your fears and concerns about what may happen in the future and play out those scenarios also, um, both as a way of, of preparing for for negative futures or um, understanding the consequences of inaction, as I said earlier, um, but also to give voice to the legitimate concerns that that are there about you know different solution options. There are there are reasons why people are concerned about uh, about those things, and there's validity in some of that. And 
it doesn't help to just call people anti-solution. It always helps you if you have a real concern. It always helps you to talk with others because sometimes your concern in your mind can be 300. And then if you actually talk it out and talk it through, you can bring it down to something that's not as scary as you thought it could be. And it can work the other way, but it, but talking about the negative scenarios are really important. No, the negative thoughts are really important because we all have them. We all have real concerns. And unless we verbalize them, we sometimes find that it's not just me alone and there, there's real reason for concern. And sometimes it's no reason for concern because something has replaced it. So it's really good that you, well, then the future is not rosy. We've, if we want a good right. future, we've got to work at it anyway. Yeah. We've got to work at it anyway. Okay. Um, Mila, is there anything else you would like to add before we close this interview? Because I think we've covered enough of what, of the wonderful work you're well, trying to achieve here in Cyprus. Maybe just building on this last point uh, to remember that these scenarios are imaginations. They are they're plausible imaginations. They're believable. They're not. They're 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 grounded in 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 discussion and evidence and so on. But they are imaginations. They're actually stories. And um, building on what you just said, you know, human beings have always used stories to talk about things that are difficult, to give voice to fears, um, to maybe make something, um, to to break a taboo or to 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 make something invisible visible and understood, and 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 to have that interaction with each other um, about um, about what's happening and how it's impacting us, and and so. Um, so I hope people, in, you know, engage with these scenarios as stories and um, engage with the power of storytelling. And and we're we're like I said earlier, you know, we we welcome if 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 others have other scenarios or if they think that you know these scenarios could be improved and so on. We're we're trying to stimulate scenario thinking, not only to not only to share this particular content or these particular four scenarios, but we're trying to stimulate people to talk about the future. And so whether or not these are the scenarios that you would want to see or whether you want to see something else, whether you want to create other scenarios or change these or criticize them, pull them apart. That's all very welcome because it's all part of a conversation about the future. But I do think that because I'm very much a storyteller, I'm actually a story listener. I love listening to stories. And what I'm realizing within the last few months is that more people are open to storytelling now. There's more developing. I've seen a lot of activities or groups developing where they people come together to tell stories. They come together to tell stories or to hear stories. So, yes, the time is right because I think people have suddenly realized they um, they have agency. And they ha- they can, their agency also comes from the fact that they uh, have a voice and they can use their voice. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the launch in... December and as I said to you and the rest of the organizers always available to help spread the word because I think we really need to have real conversations because there's a lot of despair going around and despair is of benefit to no one so thank you Mele look forward to welcome you again in Cyprus will you be coming for the launch I hope so yes okay so look forward to seeing you in December I think when the launch is and look forward to taking being one little pebble all, uh, in the stories going forward to see how we can help open the discussion to the broader community. Thank you. That's what we're looking for. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Mele. And to the listeners, thank you for listening and hope you hear the stories. You log into the cypressfutures.org 
and see what these scenarios are about and how they can help you or help the greater community. So, Mila, thank you very much. Thank you. And see you soon.